Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are listening here in this world. My name is Tracy Murda with the On Demand Podcast, and today I have a really awesome guest, Jeremy Bourne, the CEO and co- excuse me, co-founder of Genius 15. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jeremy. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Well, we sure appreciate your time, and I know you're a busy guy, a young busy guy <laughs> who has developed a, a lot of things already. So I would love to get started talking about kind of what and why did you, you know, get into the crypto area? What sent you down the rabbit hole with the rest of us? Yeah, sure. That's a really good question. I always like to start with the why anyway. I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. Uh, and he always talks about starting with the why. So the why for me is, you know, I've I've been an entrepreneur on and off my entire life, uh, you know, creating ideas and trying to bring them to market, some successful, some have not. So I've learned a lot over the last 10 plus years of doing that. I've also been in the uh, corporate world uh, as a consultant in the last four years, consulting for big brands, Fortune 500 companies around AI, machine learning, and how they can apply it to their business to create uh, better connections with their end customer. So uh, I have a good uh, background there as well as from the sentiment analysis and social listening background. So really, what does that mean and, and why am I bringing that up? Well, as I dove into the rabbit hole of crypto, you know, a lot of people told me about it over the last, you know, three, four years. Of course, there's everybody else probably that's listening. We didn't listen to the first and second person that told us, but we probably ended up listening to the third of which, you know, we could have gotten in a lot earlier, but we didn't. Uh, so early 2017, I, I kind of dove down deep into the rabbit hole, started trading. I had a background in trading, just kind of day trading myself in the traditional financial markets. So as I was doing research in the crypto space, uh, because I'm a researcher at heart, I like to really thoroughly understand what I'm investing in before I deploy capital. So as I realized, you know, in this industry, it was still in its infancy. Some of the tools that were out there and websites were pretty archaic. You know, there wasn't, you know, substantial APIs that I could connect to. There wasn't data sets that existed out there that were in structured format that I could make sense out of, you know, what was happening in the space and I could quantify it. So I wanted to apply all of my knowledge that I had in the, you know, in the space of, you know, just applying AI and machine learning uh, and social listening uh, to help understand exactly what's happening in the space and some of the factors that are contributing to the volatility in the market. Um, you know, as I would do research on a particular coin or project, let's just say it was like EOS or something like that, you know, I found myself going to, you know, five, six, maybe even 10 different websites just to get a small sliver of information that would help me be more equipped to make a more intelligent decision as to whether I should invest in that particular asset or not. And I figured that was a, a long time and a waste of time for me specifically because, you know, 30 minutes or an hour of research can contribute to a potential loss of upside potential because the assets in the space, they're so mm-hmm. volatile that one piece of news can come out and I could have missed the boat in that hour of research by, you know, 10 to 20 points specifically. And that has happened to me many times. And I think it's happened to a lot of us, right? There's a, a hack in a Korean exchange or something. And all of a sudden the market plummeted by 10% and you didn't even know what happened, right? You were, you were late to the party. So I realized that there was a huge opportunity to not only aggregate information, 
Um, and when I say information, it's not just data, right? Information to me is also telling me what I should do with it. So information, um, you know, is something to where if you look at kayak.com, if you look at Bloomberg, they're aggregating information from all over the web and they're putting it in one place so you can make an easy and quick decision and you're armed with all the information necessary. So I thought there was an opportunity in the crypto space to do something very similar. And that's how Genius 15 was born. Uh, so we're starting in the crypto space, um, but we're planning on moving to a lot of different uh, types of arenas because I think there's an information problem across a lot of different industries, uh, including that of real estate and other types of uh, traditional assets classes as well. So we're starting in the crypto space with a project called Coin Genius. And Coin Genius, basically what it does is it takes into account all the different types of data that exist uh, across the internet, and we aggregate it into one centralized platform. But we don't just take any data. We make sure that we qualify it. So, you know, how qualified is the source of that data? Is it a credible source? Have they been around for a while? Or is it just some random Joe that created a Twitter account yesterday and is, you know, speculating on, you know, the future of what Bitcoin could be as an example? So we're qualifying it. We're pooling it in one place. And then we're quantifying it. So investors have an actual numerical value uh, to understand what that score or rating system actually means and how it applies to their particular trading strategy. So we're starting with a mobile application called the Coin Genius mobile app. So all of the data will be in one place and then we supply uh, a number of different tools. So investors, whether you're a retail investor or a more sophisticated investor, it's a very easy, simple to use interface where you can do correlations, you can do overlays to where you could do Bitcoin to Bitcoin sentiment or Bitcoin to another particular coin to see if it's tracking to each other. Just basically all the tools I wish I had when I was trading early on in this space, I'm putting it into an easy to use mobile interface with push notifications so that as relevant events happen, we push those to you no matter where you are on your phone and you're armed with the information and you can trade accordingly. So let's break it down a little bit. So what are sure. the factors that are driving the price? Let's just stay with the cryptos right now. Sure. I'm sure with real estate and everything else, there's many other variables that come into play, but what are the basic factors that you see that drive the price fluctuations day to day, second to second, gosh, breakfast to lunch? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of different theories out there. Um, and, you know, for us, you know, this is a big problem to solve because if you think about any price swing that happens, especially a significant price swing, you look on Twitter, you look on all the message boards and there's 50 different versions of people's opinions as to which specific event contributed to that volatility. So I don't think there's any one answer, but what, what I can say is from all of our research historically and understanding what types of events trigger market fluctuation, I would say that there's a number of them. Uh, one of them is you know market sentiment as a whole. I mean, look, at the end of the day, this is still a highly unregulated environment. And until that happens, until regulation comes down the pipe and it trades very similar to that of the traditional uh, financial markets, which by the way, are all over the place too. But until that comes, Consumer sentiment drives and plays a huge role in the overall volatility. So if somebody goes on CNNBC as an example, and they're an influencer, and it's a Jamie Dimon or Warren Buffett, and they say, you know what, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love Bitcoin, and I'm going all in. I'm putting a billion dollars of my capital in it. At, at the end of the day, that will affect the price, and it will affect it immediately, and it's a ripple effect because as soon as somebody catches wind of that announcement, not only are people going to kind of twist that and turn that and create some sort of fake news, but the underlying tone and sentiment of that statement will be disseminated across the internet on all the social media channels. And as soon as people get wind of it, of course, 
the institutional investors and the, the high-end sophisticated investors, of course, always get that information first and they trade upon it. But that's the whole point of why we want to create this platform as well, so that everybody has access to important information when it happens and can trade accordingly. So I'd say consumer sentiment is still huge and plays a very large role in the overall volatility. It's just a matter of how do you get access to that information before anybody else or as quick as you know some of these more sophisticated traders that are using bots to listen to all the channels nonstop. So sentiment is one. We've seen uh, you know search history. There's companies like SEM Rush, uh, Rush that have push, uh, put out reports talking about the 92 or 93% correlation to Google searches around Bitcoin to the actual price of the asset. We've seen things like you know regulation and regulatory announcements globally having an effect on the markets in some way. Um, we've seen hacks obviously is a big deal. We've forks is a big deal. Um, there's a number of different things, some of which I'm just mentioning now. Uh, that's really just a small sliver of the pie, but those are I would say some of the top ones that have an effect tremendously on the market that tend to move the prices very quickly. Tell me a little bit more about the CoinGenius app and how how does the platform work? What is the the formula or what is the driving the information and how do you distribute it? Sure. No, that's a good question. So the the Genius 15, so the, the parent organization is called Genius 15. And why we're creating this parent organization is because, once again, we're trying to deploy some of these algorithms and predictions to a number of different markets, some of which we're working on today. The Coin Genius app specifically, obviously, is all around cryptocurrency. And this is basically to show our value and what we can bring to market and that we are who we say we are in a sense, right? So what we've been doing and focusing on is aggregating only the highest quality data from different data partners that we've established partnerships with, as well as other sites out there that we know are extremely credible. And what we're doing is we're creating an intelligence engine on the back end that has you know, data lakes in a sense, pools and pools of data that we can pull from. And what we're doing is we're based on some of the things I just told you right now in terms of things that we know have impact on the market. We're trying to quantify some of these things so we can get ahead of the market and give people an idea of where the market's headed. So we do predictions for volatility, we do predictions for sentiment, and we do also predictions for uh, assets themselves. So in order to validate that you have good data, you actually have to do a prediction against that. And if you're right and your level of accuracy is relatively high, then that validates that you indeed have good data. Well, we've done that, we've gone through that process and our prediction models for Bitcoin as a 24-hour pricing corridor um, were very, very high. So now we know we have good data. So how to expose that to the end customer to your question is through a mobile application because we want to leverage the inherent push notification system of you know iPhones and Androids as well so that no matter where you are, you have access to the information in real time. And then that is for retail as well as day traders or institutional investors that want to have access to information. And then secondarily to that is our institutional offering, which is really a robust set of APIs making a lot of different types of data, whether it's predictions, whether it's custom AI curated news feeds to sort through all the noise that's out there and just only deliver high quality news that's specific to the coins you're looking for, uh, as well as something called coin scores. And these are proprietary to us. These are proprietary algorithms that we're building um, that I guess basically allude to a few different things, right? So a few examples of coin scores are how stable is a coin? So we assign a score all algorithmically driven uh, based on artificial intelligence as well uh, between negative 10 and positive 10 that allows people to understand how stable a particular asset is, uh, how strong is their community, 
Is there any fraudulent activity happening within this particular ecosystem or coin? Are there regulatory concerns? So all these different scores can arm people with more intel and information, once again, in effect, so they can make more intelligent trading decisions. So that's something that will be exposed not only through the mobile application, but also through a set of APIs that can be ingested by not only wallet providers and exchanges, but also institutional investors that already have their own established algorithms and uh, trading strategies. Jeremy, this might be a, a silly question, but like, how do you decide what information to capture or how do you decide which coins to study or which coins to gather information on? Or is it just kind of a anything goes, anything at all? I mean, are you all encapsulating as much as you can or how does that determine? Yeah, so what we've decided collectively as an organization is that it makes the most sense to provide data around the most highly liquid assets. So we're starting with the top 10 by market cap specifically because we know that if we provide information and somebody wanted to trade on that data in close to real time, then they're actually able to trade upon that because there's a pool of people that are looking to you know, purchase and or sell that particular asset at a given time. So for us, that's really important to make sure that there's liquidity. Because if we did all these analytics on some coin that's, you know, let's say number 2,000 on the uh, the market cap tables, then that might become very challenging for somebody to actually act upon that information. So it might not be as valuable. So we plan on moving eventually to the top 100 coins specifically. Uh, but right now we're focusing on the top 10. And then we're also doing things by exchange as well. Um, because each exchange, we realize, acts very, very different. Uh, there's plenty of arbitrage opportunities, plenty of which uh, that people, you know, especially institutional investors or, you know, hedge funds are taking advantage of at this moment. But the typical retail trader doesn't know how to necessarily take advantage of that particular arbitrage, which, once again, in this highly unregulated environment that exists today, but it won't necessarily exist in the future as it doesn't in the traditional financial markets. You know, all the prices of each stock settle at the same price every single day as to where in the crypto space. Bitcoin at the end of the day, if you will, even though there is no end of the day uh, because it trades nonstop. But if you were to categorize like 8 p.m. Eastern at the end of the day every day, each exchange will have a different closing price for Bitcoin specifically. So if you're armed with that information, you might be able to trade accordingly and be more effective in your trading strategy and be able to take advantage of some of these arbitrage opportunities as they exist today. So who is using that? the app and who's getting the most information? Is it just for investors or would you say there's other folks or industries out there that can benefit from monitoring and watching this information? Yeah, I think if everybody has their ear to the ground and, and sees all the news that's kind of coming out, every single industry and company is going to be disrupted by blockchain at some point. And the way you transfer any assets is across the blockchain is through a cryptocurrency or a token of some kind, right? So I think everybody should be keeping their eye on what's happening in the space, whether you're actively trading or not. This can be an educational thing as well. And we plan on releasing a lot of educational pieces as well around some of our past research so people can understand what we're seeing uh, and start building their own kind of interpretation as to what's happening and, and where they should allocate their assets in the future. Uh, we're not a recommendations engine. We're not providing any financial recommendations. This is just arming people with information so they're empowered to make better decisions on their own. Uh, as it relates to the mobile application, uh, this is all internal facing right now. Um, the reason that we're getting the word out and you know having these types of conversations is because there's been a lot of people that have come to us and, and said, you know what, I need what you're building, and I need it as quickly as possible because at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of people, especially in 
uh, you know, the end of 2017, 2018, that lost quite a bit of money as, you know, things moved from, you know, 5,000 to 19,000 very quickly and then retracted all the way back to hovering around 6,000, you know, for the last six months or so now. So there's a lot of people that need this type of information. So we're working very hard to be able to bring this to market. Um, you know, we're in our seed capital round right now. Uh, we've already brought on two different investors and we're looking to close out our seed round by the end of this year. Um, our plan is to release a set of APIs with coin scores uh, that can be ingested by wallet providers and exchanges by the end of November. And then we plan on releasing the mobile application to the general public on iOS and Android in Q1 of 2019. Okay. I was just going to say, so this will be available for uh, Android, for Apple phones? Yep, that's correct. Device, essentially? Yes, exactly. Uh, and then we'll follow up with that probably in Q2 2019 with a desktop module as well. Um, that's going to have a few more bells and whistles. Uh, but for us, it's a mobile-first strategy uh, in terms of our release of the mobile application. Once again, to take advantage of that native push notification system that exists within phones, uh, because I think having the information as quickly as possible is really is really half the battle. A little far. Tell me a little bit more about Genius 15 as far as um, you know some of the other sectors you were talking about getting into. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different assets that have issues in terms of you know, them not necessarily being liquid. So let's just take real estate as an example. Real estate has the same types of problems as cryptocurrency in the sense that you can't necessarily liquidate it on the spot. And also the pricing mechanisms are not necessarily uh, fully baked in terms of, you know, uh, this isn't a community consensus and somebody comes together and says, this is what the price of a particular real estate asset would be. Um, the, the market is all over the place and the prices can be inflated by a number of different factors. So I think for a lot of people in that particular market, they're very interested in understanding how can you apply AI and machine learning the same way as you're doing with cryptocurrency to predict the future of a particular market and more specifically in a specific geographic area based on a number of factors, based on consumer sentiment, uh, based on, you know, regulatory, uh, you know, issues coming down the pipe or things like that. Um, so that's one example. Other examples are pharmaceutical. Um, understanding what the true and inherent price of a particular asset or asset class can be is something that we're very interested in trying to understand. Because if you think of pharmaceuticals, especially that of things like cancer drugs, um, they, it's pretty interesting to see the price and the price fluctuations of those. Um, I mean, some of these pills go for $20,000 as to where the true inherent price of that particular medication should not be that high and actually precludes a lot of people from taking advantage and utilizing some of that, uh, that, uh, those drugs to be able to treat um, their ailments. So for us, it's how do you create and find the true inherent value of a particular thing or asset class or an asset individually? And how can you do that algorithmically through the application of artificial intelligence in a very similar way to where we can do that with the cryptocurrency space? So those are just a few examples of some of the things that we're looking into. Uh, but there's a lot of different assets out there that act in a very similar way that I think are needing some sort of clarity in terms of what the inherent price should be and something that's reasonable and valuable based on what people are willing to pay. Well, I love this. And is there anyone else out there who's trying to to do the same thing? It's kind of chasing chasing your heels here in terms of what y'all are developing and, and providing. Like I cannot wait for this app to be ready. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So 
there's a, there's a lot of, I mean, as, as I'm sure you've already interviewed it as well in the past, there's so many incredible projects out there. Um, there's a lot of people that are doing bits and pieces of what we're trying to do. So, you know, apps that focus just on sentiment, some of them focus just on more technical trade data and analysis that way. Um, and then some people are attacking the news problem, but I haven't really seen anybody that's really bringing it all together in one centralized location. I know centralized is probably a bad word in this particular industry, but um, you know, bringing it all together in one platform so people can have an understanding of what's happening all in one place in real time. I haven't necessarily seen anybody that's really um, going after that or accomplishing exactly what we're setting out for, nor have I seen anybody in this particular industry applying it also to different types of asset classes as a long-term goal. So, you know, I think we have competitors in different areas. Um, you know, you think of like Augur and you think of companies that are doing prediction markets as well. Our predictions are great, but it's really more for internal validation of our data. Because once again, if we're an information provider, you know, that gives and arms people with better information than currently exists today, then I think that's pretty powerful. And that's something that anybody be willing to pay for to get some sort of competitive edge. Well, especially with, like we were saying earlier, you know, a lot of people, most of us anyway, lost a lot last year. So it's yeah. been, quite frankly, a pretty depressing you know, year of watching nothing happen. And I don't know about you, but like I get sick of logging into my accounts and trying to monitor everything that I can to try and recover from this. So this sounds like a really yeah. great way to kind of use this kind of information, use this app to at least you do it once and it's just there. It's just there for you. It reminds you so you don't have to be, you know, depressing yourself throughout all the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to turn around, right? Tell me it's going to turn around. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, one of the things that we're doing, one of the things that we're focusing on, and Blockfolio is an example, does a really good job of this. And it's obviously why the reason as to why they're doing it this way is because it's a wallet app. You're putting in your assets and, and your investments, and then they give you some you know, signals and things that allow you to understand you know, maybe some of the development efforts of that particular team but it doesn't necessarily give you and empower you with information so you understand the trajectory of that particular project, whether it has the potential to go up or down, or if there are things that are impending that could impact it as a whole in that project. And that's really what we plan on doing. So that's what we're trying to do is also partner with people like the Blockfolios and the wallet providers to give them better information that they can surface to their users because everything that we're doing and how we're building this particular platform for cryptocurrency specifically is based on coins. So it doesn't mean that, you know, if you go to Coindesk, you get a CCN, it's a conglomeration of, you know, uh, articles from a number of different sources. And it doesn't necessarily relate to one coin. It's everything. It's just a fire hose of information, which becomes really tedious and, and difficult to kind of sort through all the noise and make a determination as to, okay, what's happening with my particular coin and my particular investment? As investors, if we have Bitcoin and EOS and NEO, and that's our portfolio, we really only care about those three coins and then maybe the market as a whole, right? So everything that we're building is around specific coins. So coin scores, so you can understand what's happening with the coins of trajectory. And then also the AI uh, custom curated news feeds, it's only specific to those coins. So if it doesn't relate to a coin, that's not a piece of news that you're going to get. So that's the kind of level of granularity that we're looking to provide. And we feel that that's very beneficial to a lot of different people in the industry, not only these providers that I was just speaking of, but to the retail investor as well, who only cares about what they're invested in. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's just it's the information load and especially for, for newbies, you really get in over your head very quickly when it comes to 
all of that information. Exactly. Yeah. Half the battle really is is making this uh, easy to use and, and lowering the barriers to entry. So people that are standing on the sidelines that are thinking about getting in have the ability to get in because if you make it easy and you break it down in such a way to where they don't have to guess too much. Because when I first got in this industry, granted, it wasn't that long ago, early 2017. Still, the tools were very, very archaic. Obviously, getting your money onto an exchange, Coinbase makes it pretty easy. But if you go onto the likes of like a Binance or a Bittrex, I mean, it's it's very cumbersome and it takes quite a while to understand how all of it works. And the UI, it's not something that's necessarily normal or we've become accustomed to in trading on like an E-Trade platform or something similar. So it, it, it keeps a lot of people on the sidelines. So if we can break it down and build our product and services to where, you know, we always kind of think about it from a mobile app perspective. If a grandma can come on and do it and they can understand it and they can effectively derive information from it, then we've won. And that's how we're trying to build our product. So anybody can come on, understand what's happening and, you know, take some sort of, you know, reasonable conclusion from that and act upon it quickly. And that's really our goal. I love that. I do that with my mother. She's got to pass the mom test of technology before <laughs> exactly. I'll buy it. <laughs> yep. Oh, awesome. Well, Jeremy, I really appreciate your time today. And this, I'm very excited for all of this. So I really just please keep us updated. We're, we'll keep watching. And for anyone who Absolutely. wants more information and wants to learn how to get involved or just keep tabs on y'all, uh, what's the best way to reach out or to track you? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think the best way is to uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, you can look at CoinGenius underscore AI. And then you can also go to CoinGenius.ai for the cryptocurrency offering. If you're interested in the Genius 15 intelligence engine and all the other things that we're planning on attacking, go to Genius 15. It's GeniusXV in Roman numerals dot com. And again, for our listeners, this was an awesome interview with Jeremy Bourne, CEO and co-founder of Genius 15. Thanks again, Jeremy. We will check in with you guys soon. Sounds great. Thanks again for having me. Have a good day. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.